This is the Al York Sports Show. Sports is my life. Real talk. Real picks. This show is not for the fake. If you can't take the heat, stay the fuck off my channel. Now let's talk. That's right, we back, like we said, each and every Sunday, 11 or 12, man. You got to work with us. 11 or 12, we on each and every Sunday, the Al York Sports Show. And uh, before I start, uh, let me represent my panel right here. We're going to start on my left, Noah Parker, a.k.a. the Crooklyn Baller, a.k.a. my secret weapon. And on my right. My man Will, the money line guy, a.k.a. Too Strong, and I'm happy to have you back here, brother. Will, the money line guy. And yo, guys, let's, let, let's get going, man. Y'all ready, man? Let's get going, man. We're going to start off with, uh, before we do anything, I'm going to jump right into Robert Kraft, man. I need both of y'all to tell me, before I say anything, what was on Duke's mind. I'm going to start with Will, the money line guy. Robert Kraft, man. Talk to them, Will. I haven't read that much about it. I just heard it, and I uh, couldn't, you know, roll my eyes and said I just couldn't believe it, you know. Just could not believe what he did. But the question I have is not what happened, but what was he doing there? Right, what right. What was he doing there? Only bad things can happen when you're I in mean, the... I could tell you why he was doing there, well, you know, but it's why he was there. You know, an unlicensed massage uh, parlor. You want a massage, you know, you have a masseuse come to your house, someone who's... Uh, Word of mouth, that's a big word of mouth business. I could be wrong, but I assume that's what it is, especially yeah. if it's a private masseuse. Two charges of soliciting prostitution. That's exactly what they're charging them with. Yeah, it's uh, uh, hard to believe. I know it's only, which is, this is another thing hard to believe. It's, it's a misdemeanor, somebody said, uh, I was reading about yeah, that, yeah. which makes no sense. It should be a stricter punishment. But I think the league is going to come down pretty hard on, uh, you know, Robert, Robert Kraft, Kraft and yeah. the Patriots. But I just couldn't figure out what he was doing there. And, you know, if you really want something like that, even if it is, he wants a hooker. Have right. a woman come to your place, your hotel. You know, oh, I don't know what man. he was doing in Florida to begin with, but that to me is, the, is, is really all i got to say about it. It's just a head-scratcher. Jupiter, Florida. Jupiter, Florida, yeah, where he was at. Down there for spring training, but what's he doing? <laughs> it was during the playoff run, too, by the way. The they called him up during the playoff run. They had some surveillance. Noah. I mean, it's not like he's a billionaire or anything. He can get whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a shame, really, because his legacy is, you know, what he's built up. And I heard Eve saying he's got six rings. He don't have time to be doing all that. He's, his hands can't do, you know, can't handle all the situation he, got, he had to do. But I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to – you know, what, what happened was more than that, there's more names that are being – that are going to come out from this. That are, oh, indeed, that indeed. Are, that are worse than him, I heard, that are bigger names than Robert Kraft. So I think that there's more well, – But let, let me stop you there because my man said that. What name could be bigger than, than Robert, Robert Kraft's Kraft. name? I mean, Who, the president, maybe? Wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Because he's, he, he's the owner of the best right. football I mean, team in the last 20 years. Billionaire. Like, ran a, you know, I'm not going to say a straight organization because the New England have been, you know, considered cheating and all that stuff. But he's a respectful dude, man. So, to me, how big, what bigger name can you I'm get? I'm looking forward to hearing who else it could yeah, be. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, there was there's hundreds of names on this. Uh, it's kind of like when the Mitchell report came out. You know, who else is doing steroids? Yeah. You know, right, 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 right. So we'll you know it'll all come to fruition. We'll find out. 
know, who and who else was involved in this and what, you know, could be worse. And then the penalties will all start shaking down and we'll see how bad it really was. But I'm hearing it was like international, this ring of prostitution. It wasn't just... Yeah, yeah they've, been, they've been watching these yeah, people. So yeah, that's why I, you know he, he just happened to slip by, you know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. see, the thing that makes it so big is that this is Robert Kraft. Me and you would have went through that. It would not have been a big story, but it's Robert Kraft. You understand? What I'm saying the owner of the Patriots, and like I don't I know if Will said this or you said this, but when you got all that bread, right? Why are you stepping in anybody's ter territory? You can have all this stuff done where you wanted to be done at and be safe. Yeah, you probably thought he was untouchable too, though. When you have that. You know who you are. I think he slipped up, man. It could be. I think he got too comfortable. That's what I think happened, man. And you know, man, I, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt his name, his legacy, definite. Uh, it's a misdemeanor, so he ain't gonna go to jail for it or nothing. But this is a bad look for the organization because it just adds on to everything else that everybody talks about the organization about cheating and all that stuff. This kind of adds on to that. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad because. They've been the best football team in the last, like, 20 years. Let's keep it on it, man. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, another news. Robert Kraft, man, good luck, man. Another news. I'm going to start with you on this, Noah. The Blue Devils got exposed the other night against Carolina. Now, I can, I can easily say that uh, Zion wasn't playing. But I'm going to tell you right now, Zion was no Zion. I think Carolina was going to win that game because I like their game plan. They made them beat them from the outside which Duke is shooting like 30% from the three-point line. And it was like, you're going to beat me. You're going to beat me from the outside. Now, your take on, on, on Duke's situation. Uh, what do you think about Duke now after being exposed? Do you still they, they still a championship caliber type of team? Or, or this right here is going to expose them throughout the tournament? Oh, it, I don't think it's exposing them. But they got exposed, they, they, though. I mean, they, they shot well yesterday. They got the carrier, though. 31% from the right, three. Right. And O'Connell went five for eight. So if you eliminate O'Connell, they, they're basically at 20%. But go ahead. They're still going to be the heavy favorite. Right. With or without Zion. I mean, with Zion, of course, even more. But it's, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Mike says he uses Zion Williamson in a Kyrie Irving type role and doesn't really use him every game because all this controversy with him even playing for Duke anymore. And I hope he still does. But if, if I'm Zion, I wouldn't play. I mean, right. it, it doesn't make any yeah, we're going we to hit that. We're going to hit that the next but subject. Duke's still going to be the favorite, no matter. They're still the team to beat. Right. The odds aren't really going to change that much. Just, but they didn't really get exposed. They had a bad game. Um, I mean, they got, hit, they got hit in the face with that. You come out the game, all of a sudden your best player goes down. Like, you, you know, you out there as a player, you, you'll ball. You see your, your best player going down. You're like, oh, now nah, I got to be the man now. And the guy that's number three. So it messed up with their chemistry, so the fact yeah, that he went, went down. You know, mentally... You know, you don't expect that to happen at home. Got you. Your best player just to go down like that. Now you got to step up and be the man. I mean, before the game, you know, you preparing for all that. All right, you know, you seeing that. All right, I got to step up. But when that happens, you know, he just got punched in the mouth. And then North Carolina took advantage. It was a great uh, plan by Roy Williams, and they. I uh, think when you're a good team, though, you have to overcome that. That's just I my remember opinion. kids, though. Remember the kids. Okay, money line guy. Oh uh, yeah, no, it uh, brought up a point that I, I was going to mention. Uh, I think uh, Duke was. You know, shell shock when Zion went down, and at that point, shell shock at that, or his foot went through the sneaker. <laughs> I think that, that first, yeah. <laughs> I think they were with, what's going on with Nike here. Right, right. That was certainly a, a, seeing that replay was was hysterical, but uh, not as funny that he got hurt. But what happened to the shoe? Right, right. Uh, I think they were just shell shocked, and they and they weren't coming back in that game. It was kind of like you know, let's just use this game to maybe get used to playing without him. 
I think the guys' heads weren't there. You know, remember, these are kids. These aren't professionals. They're not used to something like this happening or haven't seen it happen. Many of these guys have not. But going forward, I'm excited uh, to see Barrett now, uh, what he can do without right. having to defer to Zion. And it happened yesterday. I think he had 30 points yesterday. I didn't see the game against Syracuse. Well, would you really say he's deferring? Because he's averaging more than Zion in the regular season. Yeah. I mean, not much. Maybe by like .7 points. But it's not like he's, you know, Zion got a better scoring average than him. Yeah, but it's it's a mental thing. I don't think it has to do with numbers as much. Right, right. Now I can just kind of let it rip. I don't have to even, that guy's not there. I got you, I got you. So I can just let my talents come to the forefront and play like, you know, a lottery pick, you know, top five pick. And I think it's going to be like, put, put the team on his back, Tom. Right, and he might be capable of doing that. Right. Uh, and certainly improving his draft status. Same with Reddish. I think these guys will uh, blossom now where they're, draft status will go up with better numbers and just more responsibility. Late game situations now that they'll see, I think that they'll, uh, maybe they were a bit timid in the past. Now they'll be, uh, you know, have that green light and the confidence. Got you, got you. I feel they got exposed. Roy Williams had the perfect game plan. I felt Zion or no Zion, they was going to win that night. I love the game plan he set out. He said, beat me from the outside. He had them tall dudes staying within him. The zone and, and they just was boxing out like if they would have made threes like they made yesterday because they made a few shots big shots yesterday especially O'Connell they probably would have stood in the game but I just felt Carolina had the best game plan for that night but I think going forward teams now are going to play that type of basketball but me knowing Krzyzewski he will make adjustments that's got one of the best coaches ever now my next subject Zion Williamson I'm going to start I'm going to go I'm going to go back to you should he play another game considering that he's basically a number one pick overall right now? Should he risk another injury or suit up for the team that's going to need him in the tournament? Absolutely not. I don't think he should. Uh, he has nothing to prove. Uh, I'm going to go out and say it. The NCAA is a, is a corrupt institution who makes millions off these guys, and he owes them zero. He owes them nothing. He doesn't know Coach K anything. Coach K doesn't pay his bills. Uh, the one thing But that you show sure that, Will? How about when Coach K recruited him? You don't know what handshake deals they'd had. I mean, oh, that don't matter to you. you no, it's it doesn't under contract. Okay, you want the contract stuff? The most important thing for Zion Williams right now is taking care of his family. Case closed to me, at least. No, no, I get that. I Take get that. Take care of his family, and that's it. And the best way to do that right now is to make shut sure, it down, right? Make sure shut it, shut it down, and, and be ready for the draft and not have any lingering effects. Now he could still work out. Uh, I'm cer sure he will work out with players now and continue to hone his game, but I don't see any, he has nothing to prove, and why take that chance? I, I'll probably get, you know, there's differing opinions, but uh, taking care of family, again, I'll say it again. And that injury could have been a lot worse, too, by yeah. the way. No, I agree with pretty much everything you said, um, but I can see why, because he's young, and he wants to, you know, not let his teammates down, and he doesn't know all that stuff about later on in the future how great his life's going to be. He hasn't been there yet. He knows what people are telling him, but in his head, he's like, I just want my team to win. And it's no, terrible because... He's got to know, though, that. He knows. I'm putting money on state. Of course, though. he knows okay. that. And I, I, even if he had a, if he, if he had a, you know, a bad injury that, you know, he's, he could still be, come back and, you know, he's still going to have that athleticism where he's still going to be a, a top pick. But before he even got recruited by Duke, all that, that's why I hate the, the one and done rule. Like, he should have just went the overseas route or whatever, just waited until he was able, you know... These kids that go to college to improve their game to get better, so the NBA gets them. When you already at that level where you that good, you don't need to go to college. You already right. gonna be a top top three pick. So I understand why you you know he was naive. He was young. 
And now that he's in the situation, I can see why he wants to help his team and still be there and not let his teammates down. But if he was going to just go pro right away, he shouldn't even went to college in the first place. Sit out a year or whatever, go overseas, do anything. Right, right. Because he's already at the level where you don't need to improve anymore to prove yourself to the league that you're going to be a top three pick. Right, right. Well, me personally, I feel, I feel, I feel, I don't know. I, I, I'm a competitor, man. I would shoot up personally. So my opinion would be like, I would like him to shoot up. And, but I know what you're saying, sacrificing all that guaranteed money and that, that top draft choice. And these owners, let me tell you, once you get a big injury, it's done with you. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from, but me being him, I will suit up. Now let's go to the MLB, guys. Manny Machado, 300 M's for 10 years. He's got an option after five. I'm going to start with you. Is he worth this money the Padres are paying him? And if he's not, explain why. Um, I'm going to say he's worth it just because at his position, he can play short or third base. He's got a gun. He showed it in the American League East, which is the toughest division, in my opinion, playing. Now he's going to the National League. But, I mean, he's got the weapons. He's got the, he's got the power. He's got all five tools, maybe not as much speed. But the Padres have money to burn. They, they haven't signed a big name since uh, Craig Kimbrell, uh, Matt Kemp. I mean, they don't really – do this, so I'm glad that they stepped up. Yeah, name to that magnitude, because right. Will Myers was a good picker, well, but he Hosmer, wasn't all that Hosmer, yet. Yeah, but still borderline. This is like a hey, we want to bring people got to Petco Park got to watch us play, got because you. we haven't really had that guy since Tony <coughs> Gwynn, and you know, since Tony Gwynn, they haven't done, they made a real run in 20 years almost, so I like what they did, and they used where they where they play at San Diego to say, hey, this is where you want to live instead of Chicago. You want to go to the White Sox and play in cold-ass south side of Chicago? Or do you want to come out here and, you know, live in one of the best cities in the world for six months? So, I mean, they they nutted up and they gave him the money, and uh, Machado took it. It was all about the money for Machado, though, right? It was 90% about the money. Yeah, but the Yankees offered him 22. I'm glad we didn't get him. Right. But he wasn't budging at that 22, no, so no. he wanted the money. He wanted the money because you know this is this is it's his time now. He's been he's been producing and showing that he's a Gold Glove MVP caliber player. You know he made it to the World Series, helped the Dodgers get to the World Series last year, and you know didn't do greatest. He had a couple non-hustling plays, but with his talent overall, I say he deserved that much money because he's just he's a one of a kind type player, and Padres had the money to burn anyway. Okay. We got to pay some bills. Um, before I get to you, we're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we right back, y'all. We right back. Uh, we on a Manny Machado, 10-year, $300 million contract. Y'all, five years uh, with a five-year option. We just heard Noah Parker. Now I'm going to swing it to my right to the money line guy. Your take, money line guy. Yeah, well... Is a, is a player's worth that money? I mean, no players are worth these millions, let's be honest about right, that. Right. But relatively speaking, I think it's a great a great contract for both parties. Uh, the Padres are going to make this money back and then some with season tickets, merchandising, TV. So, uh, again, to Noah's point here, uh, it's the first thing these fans have had to be excited about in a long time because Eric Hosmer signing last year, that's not going to really move the needle. You know, Matt Kemp, Craig Kimball, these are like B-level players. Right, right. You know, this is an A-list guy, first-time I think they've done this. I can't remember last time they brought in an A-list free agent like this. So this is a great thing. They're sending a, a message to their fans. How about Matt Kemp when he first went over there? I mean, was he kind of like there? He's no? on his way, you know, kind of on his way down. Yeah, okay, okay, you know, okay. I, I, I recall the year, the previous year. It was after his MVP year, like right, right. After. 
So, but it's, it's you know similar. Uh, but there's you know sending a message here that they're not going to tank. Um, they just need an, what they need now to follow up with this. You can't just leave him on an island here because they do have a really good farm system. They that Fernando Tatis. Tatis Jr. Man, supposed right. to be all that man. Right, Quantrill, Gore, and uh, Urias. I like Morgat too. Hmm? Morgat. Oh, oh, he's on the roster already, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Margot, Margot, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and they just need another star. I'd like to see them, if they're really serious, sign Dallas Keuchel to lead that rotation. Oh, that would be a nice signing for them. Yeah, and, and obviously Harper, I don't think he's going there, but that would be another uh, great move to really show the fans and, and that they're, they're serious. But <clears throat> Keuchel would be a guy I think it's attainable. I think Keuchel in the Petco yeah. field, you yeah. know, they know it's hard to hit the ball out of there and Absolutely, and, and I do think they need a better manager to lead this young team. I'm not a big Andy Green fan, so... Explain to us why, because you told me that. I kind of I like Green in this spot, because he's kind of like, he's encouraging, he's young, he's bringing that firepower. He kind of reminds me, but not in the, as winning as the coach of the Rams, being that he's young and he's fired up. But, of course, the coach of the Rams is, is just something special. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to compare them. But explain to them why you don't like them. Well, to compare them to uh, Sean McVay's doing a yeah, good McVay. service there because McVay, innovative. Andy Green is like the opposite. He'll bunt when it's time to swing away. I mean, it's an obvious time to swing away. He, he doesn't know how to – his pitching changes are terrible. His use of the bullpen, just very questionable. There's so many examples. I'd have to look them up, and it'd be a laundry list of them. Last year, I remember him doing a, a suicide squeeze. This was the last thing I needed to see when I knew he was an idiot. First and third, one out, and he had his backup catcher trying to do a suicide or safety squeeze. The guy hadn't bunted in a long time, no <laughs> speed, and he ended up uh, – I think he popped up or something. It was – I just rolled my eyes. And it, so would you consider him like Mike Tomlin as far as play calling is what you're telling me? No, no. Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. Andy Green's won nothing. He's never even had a winning record, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm not comparing – they, Styles. I'm talking about style, style not they record. It's hard to compare the two. Because sports, you say Tomlin's also a bad caller, also, bad right? Bad play caller, at the, but yeah. he's not calling the plays. He's a you know the head coach, but yeah, it's, it's the, but at least he's aggressive. You got know? you, got he's you. Not gonna, he, he would not uh, do a uh, a suicide squeeze with a backup catcher, Mike Tomlin. I mean, he's aggressive, going for two, I and I can know, live he with goes that. for two all the time, right. like he really needs to. I mean, Listen, I he, killed him in a lot of games. But it, I think the manager, the guy left, Mark McGuire, would have been the guy I would peg because he would right. command the respect from the young players. They wouldn't question him at all. Where Andy Green, I think players last year were going behind Andy Green's back to go talk to uh, oh, wow. Wyatt. But I don't want to get into that. That's not right, the right, subject right, here. Right. Manny Machado uh, is a really good deal for them. It's a, it's a great spot for him. I'm sure uh, I think he's going to do really well there, and the Padres are going to do very well. I just need a couple more pieces to really be a contender. Okay. I'm agree with both of y'all. They needed a name brand. They got the name yeah. brand. And also, he had 297 last year, 37 home runs, 107 RBIs. So he was over his average. His average is 282. He, you know, maybe about 20 some home runs, maybe right at 99 RBIs. So he surpassed his average. So if he can stay around that number every year, that's definitely going to draw the people's in. They're going to be very interested. In Plus, Gold Glover type of guy. But also, like you said, they have to bring in more brands. Now, they were talking they could get Bryce Harper also. I don't know if that would be the answer. I'd rather go get two pitchers instead of paying Harper that type of money. Would you guys agree? You could maybe get three pitchers at $300 million. Yeah. You did know what I'm saying? So they got a lot of holes to fill. But you know what? Starting with Machado is on the right track for them. I'm glad the Yankees didn't get him because I don't think we needed him. And 
I don't know. You know what, just before I forget, they, they remind me of the Padres right now is the chance with the young uh, core that they have coming up. Kind of remind me of what the Cubs did a few years ago with all those great position players coming up. They added a free agent or two. They brought in Joe Madden. That's what the Padres need. Joe Madden. And their pitchers, they got all those free agents. You know, Arietta, Lester, right, right. trades and free agents. So that's what the Padres can model themselves after, what the Cubs uh, lined up. A great lineup, and they brought in pitching from outside. Yeah, you got to get pitching, Pepco. Yeah. you got to get pitching. Because right now they staff. It's way below average. They got a lot of young guys on that staff. Too young. You got to get pitching. Okay, now I'm going to shift over to uh, woo, Bryce Harper. What he's going to command now. Because you know he wants more money than Manny. And Manny got 300. What do you think he's going to command? And who you think, what team he's going to forward with? I'm going to start with you. I mean, before he fell off, in my opinion, he kind of fell off from his MVP year. He originally wanted 400 M's. Right. what he was commanding. Yeah, yeah. Y'all going to pick me up. I want 400 M's. Now, after two less than stellar, pretty average years, can't really demand that anymore. No way. Not but hit 249 last no, year, no. No, no, Even the year before that, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest. Right. But he could still command more money. And I know he was waiting until Machado signed. It's been a few days now. But he's going to definitely go for more than 300. He wants to be the highest paid, I'm sure. Yeah, right now, John Carlos Stanton is the highest, the highest at 325. Right. Right. Not average, but oh, right. total right. MJ. Right. So I, he'll demand for more than that. He'll try to get, you know. The I see about like 350. Yeah, that sounds about right. He'll, he'll, and he'll probably get it too because he's got the, you know, the name. He's got the style. He's got the flash. He'll bring, yep. he'll bring the people in. They'll make money off him. You know, it's not a, it's not a boring like Kawhi Leonard type superstar. Right, right. This is a, a big name, flashy superstar. So he'll, he'll most likely get around probably 340, 350 M's. But we'll see. Um, what team do things don't wind up? I still with? think Philly will get him. Um, okay. In the division, that right field is perfect for him. Um, it's it's a big name brand. You think that whole stadium is perfect for him? Oh yeah. You go opposite still and go oh, deep. Right. And that, I mean that's a good city, big enough city for him too. So he be interested to see where he signs. I'm not making no future best, no over under best till he signs somewhere, and then I'll start handicapping. But it'll be interesting to see where he signs. Right. 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 Okay. Spring train's already here. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, Harper. It's just hard for me to believe or, or envision him getting more money than Manny Machado. He probably will, but that's, you know, again, that's other teams' foolishness. Right. Uh, for a 211 hitter in the postseason. <laughs> uh, I, I just can't do it. Uh, you know, and he's had a lot of advance. I believe he's had over 80 postseason. Right, right. Um, he's a lot to prove. Now, where he'll end up, uh, if the Phillies don't get him, they're going to have a lot of explaining to do to their fans because they were. All up, you know, in everyone's face, we're going to get someone, we're spending money, we're going to go on a spending spree. And they didn't get Machado, and now if they don't get Harper, they're going to really have some explaining to do their fans. I think the Dodgers are going to hurt more because the Dodgers shifted off Kent, Wood, and Puig to open up salary for him. And I think they're going to be more upset in Dodger town than the Phillies. Not that the Phillies ain't going to be upset, but Dodgers supposed to get this guy. The That's why yeah, they weren't open about saying it, though. I don't recall them ever being. Buddy, they made them that trade to open up cap space, not cap space because there's not no cap, but to yeah. free up money so they can go get Harper. But they weren't campaigning, and I don't recall ever hearing on like Phillies, but like literally, they were. Well, the Dodgers were campaigning it. early, but it just yeah, it shut down off, lately. Right. But I'm telling you, that's why they moved Camp and Puig. Yeah. I mean, think about it. But I don't think the Dodgers really need Harper because they have. Uh, their face of their franchise is probably Magic Johnson. I mean, he's, right, right. So they don't need that. Where the Phillies need a face right now because they're uh, they're a team that's on the cusp of being competitive. 
Yeah. And last year they had a disappointing finish, you know, a, a disappointing year by the manager, Kapler. So uh, they need that shot in the arm to, to be in the race this year. Yeah, I think Harper gets them over the hill for some reason. He certainly uh, makes them more competitive. But I think the other team and wouldn't sleep on is the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I've been saying that for a long yeah, time. It's Bochy's last year. That's they the really need him. Might be, yeah, they really need him, man. That's the only thing that might uh, push Harper uh, to, to not go to the Giants is because Bochy, this is last year, Harper may want to be with a guy, a manager that he's going to, it's going to be there a while, and no one right. not knowing who the manager will be after Bochi, that could affect his decision. But, but if you get Harper, don't that give you the potential to go get a good manager now? It should, yeah. Because now you you know you got Harper, so now you can able you can get a manager. Should I, I, what I heard too? His wife wants to be on the West Coast too. She's very adamant right. about it. I don't believe that she wants him. And I don't know how much influence she has, but no, right. in this day and age, wives do have pretty big influence. Yeah, you ain't lying. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I, I'd actually like to see him go to the Giants because I'd like to see the Machado. Uh, Harper rivalry in the same division there. Got you. That would be really exciting, and uh, I just think it would be better for, for both parties. Right, right. I, I, I'll say Giants because they they need this guy bad, man. I mean, they should throw the whole kitchen sink at him. Give him the 350. I don't know about giving him four, but no. give him the 350. Put him over there with Longoria, Posey, and Joe Panic and company. And, you know, they got enough pitching. They don't have superior pitching, but they have enough to keep them relevant. You dig what I'm saying? And if the Dodgers don't pick up nobody, I think if Giants get Harper, they'll be able to compete with the Dodgers. Would you agree on that? Uh, Adding on Harper, and then with the fact that you still got Longoria, that didn't do nothing last year. He should have a big year. Joe Panic and Posey. They'll be able to compete. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll be able to compete. Yeah, but, you know, as yeah. far as their pitching. ballpark didn't know. Yeah, that's you know, the thing, though, for um, Harper. But let me tell you something. If they're going to throw him 350, he might have to eat the fact that his numbers are going to go down. Same with Machado. He took that much money to play at Petco. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is uh, no matter if Harper does sign with the Giants, it's the, the key guy still with San Francisco is and always will be Bumgarner. Yeah, yeah. He's we spoke there. about that. I, I think they'll keep him if they sign him. Yeah. And I think they'll trade him if they don't get Harper. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I might be wrong, that, but. That, that would be a key for them yeah. to be at least rel uh, relevant this year. Okay, guys. Let's go to the NBA. Kevin Durant. If he wins a title this year, does he move on? Let me give you a couple of uh, scenarios I got. Does he stay with Dub Nation? Does he join the Lakers? Does he join the Knicks? Or does he just hit the field? I'm going to start with you. Uh, what he should do or what I think he will do? Uh, what you think he should do. <laughs> what he, uh, yeah. but the money line guy. What I think he should do is, is, is stay at Golden State, of course. I mean, he could win another four or five titles in a row if they keep that core together. I don't see anybody giving them any challenge, you know, especially if they tweak things here and there. But uh, that's what my heart says he should stay there, but my head says he will leave uh, just because I think he wants something maybe to prove where uh, he feels, uh, I don't what know. What destination you think is a high destination for him? See, I, don't, I haven't looked at the salary cap you know scenarios, but like I can just see give me wanting, a team. Just I, give me a I, team. I, I, if I see him going, wanting to go back to maybe OKC for unfinished business, I've always I think these players. Even with George over there. Yeah, I okay. think a lot of these players feel like unfinished business has now become the new, uh, new trendy thing. Let me go finish what I started over there. Right, you know, right. Uh, it's happened a few times, and I, I I would like to see it. That wouldn't be a bad spot either because I, I can live with that. But if he goes to like the Knicks, to me, Adam would just George be a, and uh and Durant, that's not a bad you know. Yeah, it's a, a little set three. right there. 
Yeah. If he went to the Knicks, I, I, w I wouldn't want to see that because they won't win anyway. They're, you know what I think of them. They're not even they're <laughs> the a, New York Bozos. That's my right. team, they're, man. They're, I would love know. to at least have them. At least make taste the playoffs, they're just man. Do they're dog shit. I try to not step in. You know. That's right, 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 right. Uh, it's just yeah. You know, I hope he goes to OKC or stay there. That, that's really all I could say. Other than that, it. <laughs> It's hard to keep up with what goes on. Right, no. I disagree with going back to OKC. I think the fans don't want him back. They yeah, got I agree. Cupcake the way he left for a 73-9 team just to get some titles. And now you want to come back and join after you got your titles? I don't think so. I think Paul George knows it's my team now. Hold on, let me you. freeze you, though. Go ahead. Cleveland called LeBron works. Oh, no, no, but... but I'm just saying. Join, he <laughs> if he want to go back, they're going to they learn how to love this guy. from Cleveland, though. They're going to learn how to love this guy. They're a 73-9 team, and they already fallen in love with Paul George. I think George would be uncomfortable with that. George committed. You know, he committed over there, and now you're going to bring in Durant. I don't think that. I agree with that. But the fans, believe me, they'll get over it, especially they start winning. If they didn't have Paul George, maybe. If they had nobody, Westbrook was gone, they'd say, all right, Durant, we'll take you back. Right now, they're still a contender. I don't think they want him back. Um, he, I think he goes either to Washington because he's from Washington D.C. You always say Washington. That's where yeah, you're yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. You, and you're from. You grew up there. I say them, and I say, I mean, the Knicks got the most money. They'll probably throw at him. I don't see it working out unless they get Zion and Kyrie. And, but I think he had, like, like you said, he wants to win more championships. Obviously, to stay there, but to build your legacy. At the end of the day, when he when he retires, everyone's gonna look at him like, yeah, he got five championships, but he joined. It was Curry championship. Put an asterisk on. He didn't really do all that. He wants to do his own thing, I think, and win somewhere on his own so he can say, hey, I got some championships with Curry, but I did it myself over here, you know, wherever he goes. Right, right, right. So I think he has it for his legacy only. Obviously, if you want to have eight rings, stay with Golden State, you know, resign Curry, Thompson. I don't think he'll do that, though. He wants to say, I did it my way, myself, with my own team over here in whatever city that it could be. It could be. You know, Washington, it could be Atlanta, who knows? I'd love to see him go to Spurs. Right, right. Right, right. so yeah. I think he does that just for himself. So at the end of his career, you can say, I didn't just ride the coattails of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Right, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to make this real fast because we got to go and break real fast. I wish he could go to the Knicks, of course, New York Bozos. I, I, I'm almost guaranteed they win a championship. He's out of Dub Nation. He's been, in, he's been on a run with uh, um, Green. Yesterday he was going at it with Cousins. In the interview, he had a face like, I just want to win a championship so I could get the hell out of, I, the hell out of here. You know what I mean? So I think he's moving on. I'm hoping it's the Knicks. Uh, he averaged 27.6 this year, 5.9 assists, 7 rebounds, basically on his every year average. So he's not declining in no way. He will get that money. And we're going to write the break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back, man. The raw truth, that's all you're going to get. To my right, Will the Moneyline guy. To my left, Noah Parker. Now we're going to go to the NBA draft predictions. I'm going to start with Noah Parker. One through four. There's no right, there's no wrong. It's our personal predictions. Talk to them, Noah. Talk to them. Everyone's going to say, you know, the man Zion. Everyone, that's what people are looking for. He's going to be, the, you know, of course, after him. It doesn't matter. Everyone wants that number one pick. He could be the franchise changer. You know, he next Sean Kemp slash LeBron James slash everything. So after him, it's all, you know, number two, three, four. People are saying, you know, R.J. Barrett. I like this guy Langford from uh, Indiana who's playing well. Yeah, I like Langford. Um, John Moran. You know, it's a crapshoot, but those guys, it's all, they're going to be in the top five somewhere in there. There's, there's a couple athletes. 
I mean, <laughs> one, you know, number one pick is all that matters for this draft because everyone, it's a can't miss. People are saying 95%, you know, chance this guy's going to make it. Star, all besides injury, he's got the he's got the body. He's bigger than everybody in the NBA right now, except for um, one player. Um, there's no way this guy can, you know, be a a bust type. You know, come on. There's no, you see this guy's highlights in high school. You already knew he was going to be a, a capable pro. I don't sleep. I don't sleep no more though, no, man. No, I mean he's not gonna be. I seen. Yeah, I seen. No, he's not gonna. He be probably be injury prone. I mean anything can happen. But I know what you're saying. Right. I mean, it's, it's rare. It's rare. He's it's got rare. the NBA body yeah. already. He's got the talent. He's got the athleticism. He just got to work on his J a little bit. Once you get that jumper down, he's gonna be nice. Yeah. Once so, he gets that J, it's a wrap. So after him, two, three, four. Mor- you know, Moran, Barrett. I'm gonna go with Lang for the guy from uh, Indiana. He's an athlete, uh, athlete. Six foot six. Good body. But you know, number one picks. So you got Zion on number one. Yeah, because but last okay, bring bring that order again. I'm gonna go him, and then I'll go Barrett. I mean, everyone was saying he's the next Harden type player. I'm not too big on him, but I mean, I like Moran, an athlete, John Moran from uh, Murray State, and then I'm gonna go with the guy from Indiana, uh, Langford. Okay, uh, money line guy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to defer to you on some of these. Uh, some of these guys I haven't seen much of them play. I definitely think Zion's going to be the first pick over, but it all depends on how the lottery shakes out, who who picks where. You know that'll determine, you know, tweak some of the one through five. Right. But uh, Zion, no matter who picks first, I believe you know wins the lottery. He's going to be the first pick, and then Barrett. I've seen some, and then Morant has really come on. Uh, we're especially a team that needs a point guard. Yeah. And that'll be you know. Uh, yeah, he averages twenty four point three with ten point two assists. Yeah. So that holds weight. Yeah, you know, even though he's in the Ohio Valley Conference, you know, but still his his numbers play no matter where he is. I, I think he's you know, OBC. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Can you name another team in that conference that's relevant besides Murphy State? Well, Belmont's been Belmont's done some damage. Right. Yeah, remember Belmont used to be making noise. I mean, they made, they almost beat Duke, right? I wish he was playing in a better conference. I agree with what you're yeah. saying. Would, but it's, you know, he's, he's still, still got the pro type. Exactly, he plays to it. But, yeah, that, that, those guys, uh, what you said there, I would agree. But, again, I haven't seen enough of, of some of these guys to even give you a good opinion on them besides Zion and uh, Barrett. Right, right. Well, I got to go with the obvious, Zion Williamson. I think he has the biggest window from everybody else. That's just my opinion, especially when he starts canning that three or that jump shot. Yeah. He's on beach mode on the inside. I mean, he's like a baby shack in my book. The way Shaq used to move inside, only thing he's like a baby version of him. But if he can can at mid-range and definitely develop a three-point shot, yeah. it is over. He's going to be probably one of the next greats, top five greats. He's got the ability to. My number two would be John Morant. Um, I like Morant. Uh, I think he's a perfect point guard. I mean, he hits his shots. He can get the ball up. Only thing, though, is competition that he's been facing, like you guys said. We have to see with better competition. Then I got uh, I got Barrett at three. I'm not really too big on Barrett, but one thing I can say about Barrett, he's going to be consistent. He's very consistent, but there's nothing incredible about him to me. But if you're looking for a consistent shooting guard slash small forward, Barrett would be well. But he's not going to take your team nowhere special, but he can play his part. And last but not least, number four, Cameron Reddish, who I think also has a big window. I think he can only get better and better. And he might even be, he might even blossom over Barrett by year two in the NBA. But that's just my opinion. So with that, uh, I also like Marcus Howard, but I don't have him this early. 
But how was a great shooter, man. But um, that's just you know stuff to look at for Marquette, by the way. Now let's let's stay in the NBA. Uh, let's start with you, Noah. Will the Lakers make the playoffs? And if they do, do they get out the first round? Your take. They don't even make the playoffs, so don't worry about that. Is that right? They had a good win. They're I mean, only like three games week. behind, right? Not, but the schedule is one of the hardest schedules the rest of the way. <coughs> a lot of good talent. They had an easy win they could have picked up yesterday playing New Orleans without Anthony Davis. Lost by double digits. I don't want to say LeBron's. Just you say easy the win because all of just don't like them. Well, you know, they know they got a little beef there with that non-trade. Playing, though, they should have won that I got you. I got you. When Julius Randle, your old teammate, is beating you, and he, it's like it was a But Randle and Okafor has been right. balling. They, they've been playing well, but that's the game the Lakers are supposed to win, especially after coming off that big win the other night, coming back, beating the Rockets, and then you lay an egg like that, I mean, against a team without their best player. A team that's almost tanking, I think. They're, they're trying not to win either, the Pelicans. They don't have much to play for. Right. So, they look like they tanked yesterday. No, though. no, no. They, they stepped up. <laughs> they went there to beat the Lakers up, man. That's I just I don't see that the Lakers is too many too many guns out there in the West for them, and I hate to see LeBron not make the playoffs for the first time, but I just don't see it happening because they got too much of a, a tough schedule and they don't have the they don't have the body they don't have the just LeBron and a bunch of associates. So wow, that opinion. bad. It's gotten that bad. It's bad. It's bad in uh, L.A. But they're gonna make some moves this off season. I think. They're going to have to. Yep. They're going to have to. They got four years with LeBron, though, so this is just, you know, it didn't work out the first year. They got three more. Well, I mean, at this point, what, why we even make the playoffs? But Lakers should probably, I don't think, probably they should be a, a lottery I mean, team. You don't have to make the playoffs. You go get Magic and LeBron. You almost have to make the playoffs, man. I don't see the point. You're going to lose anyway. Uh, this yeah, but the fact sure. that you got L.A. back in the playoffs no. is huge for the city. I, mean, I know that, what you're saying. Fans don't care about it's going to be they one and out. But fans, they, they know the, the score. Plus, the other th- reason was I think that they shouldn't make the playoffs. My heart says uh, that they. Uh, my heart says they will, but my you know logic says no. LeBron and Levar uh, uh, want Levar Ball <laughs> want Walton out. So uh, this will give them the perfect excuse to get a new coach in there. Since if they miss the playoffs, he certainly would be out. And I could just tell that. I that think he's out regardless, Will. I'm sure even if he be, makes the but topic, this would make it out. easier for I got you. I got you. PR standpoint. I got you. You know, no one would would even question it at that point because this is just a, an awful defensive team right now, and the teams that want to make the playoffs right now, Sacramento, San Antonio, uh, are, are just you know right now just better teams. I mean, just better, right, right. You know, better coaching, better teams, you name it. You got it on your thing. Uh, Clippers got the AC as of right now, correct? I don't know the yeah. exact standings. Is the Clippers they got the eighth, right? right now. And Sacramento is like what seven? Seven, yeah, big win yesterday. Okay, I just want to make sure because we want to get. And, and these other teams, you know, never discount the fact that LeBron is such a hated guy by other players in the league. Now they can't stand him, and they want not, nothing better to see him miss the playoffs. So they'll do everything they can. Look at the way the Pelicans play this. They were like on a mission to almost you know, make sure that if, if there's any games we win, we want to beat the Lakers just to make I think sure. That was get personal, though, Will. Yeah, sure I know what was. you're saying, but that one was personal because of the, the non-trade and all that other stuff. But yeah, yeah, players in the league they despise LeBron, and they're they're sick of the media and all that stuff. You know, talking about him, so they just any chance they get to knock him down, they're going to do it. And the players, I don't think players are even afraid of him anymore. Why they would have been anyways beyond me, but they're they're not afraid of him anymore. And I think they want them out, so it's extra motivation for these. Playoff teams or even teams that are tanking, just as you know, we'll beat the Lakers, but the rest of the games will tank. So every game, even the a, Knicks beat them. Every game is a playoff game for right. Them, I think teams want to stick it to them badly. Okay, and that makes sense. Whatever reason, I think that might keep them out. 
If they do make the playoffs, you know, listen, it's it might be a good learning experience for the young players, but all said and done, it's hurting them. They won't they get a better player in the draft if they are in the lottery. Maybe they get Zion, right? They could win the lottery. It's possible. Oh, Orlando, yeah, Orlando did it with Penny, so <laughs> anything's possible. Yeah, the way they got those those ping pong balls, yeah. it's like it's going to be incredible that I'm going to get like a real high draft pick. But um, I'm going to disagree with both of y'all guys. I think LeBron gets into another playoff. I think they find a way to make the playoffs, which is going to not mean much if they wind up with the AC because they're not going to beat Dub Nation. They ain't beating Dub Nation. No way, no how. I'm hoping there's a scenario where they can get a seven spot, but like you said, with that tough schedule, it's going to be close to impossible. But if they could get a seven spot and end up playing the Denver Nuggets, now the Denver Nuggets on paper are a way better team than them. But we, 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 they haven't been wet yet. Them guys ain't been in no playoffs yet. They don't know the, the feeling of being in the playoffs. LeBron knows all that. If anything, LeBron's at home once he's in the playoffs. But he ain't going to beat Dub Nation, but he can beat the Nuggets. I think they can beat the Nuggets, but they will have to get lucky and get a 7 seed, which I don't see that happening. I see best-case scenario, 8 seed, 1 and out. They're going to lose like 4 games to 1. Four games to two max. So we're done with that. Uh, you know what? Before I get into my next subject, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We, we're going to continue. We're going to go on break real fast. Um, don't go nowhere, man, because y'all going to love this next subject. I promise you guys, man. We're going to be right. Okay, guys, we right back, man. This is what I call the out-of-the-box subject. Every week, I, I, I come up with some crazy, crazy stuff. I wanted to use another word, but I'll go with stuff. We're going to start with Noah Parker. We're going to boxing. Do you think Floyd Mayweather is the greatest fighter ever? If yes, explain. If no, explain. He's 50-0. He is the face of boxing. And he is basically the best hustling boxer I ever seen. He's the, great, he's the greatest uh, entrepreneur making money in boxing of all time. He knows how to, he knows how to get the dollar, I'll tell you that much. 50 and 0, yes, but 45 of them are against, uh, not tomato cans, but close to it. I mean, his early going, not, he, he wasn't really fighting I'm, nobody, though. I'm going to correct you, though, on his early going, he did have to go through some cats. I think that was, a, that was an L. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of the. He did went through some cat, but I think in the second half of his career, he started getting paid. He, wanted, he just finally yeah, he started nitpicking whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, keep going. But um, I mean, I love the guy. He's he nothing but made me money my whole career. But uh, he didn't make gamble. me no money because he's gamble. too high. Minus I, 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 fourteen hundred. I can't get no money. You can't, you can't lose. Yeah, so. but I can't. I got to put him on a parlay. And it was minus minus one seventy against that oil. It was my biggest one when he fought. Okay. It was a, that was a low number. And Pac Man was about I think about right. one fifty two hundred. It was about yeah one one seventy. I mean, I still love Rocky Marciano <coughs> as an Italian. I'm, I'm gonna go with him. He was 49 and uh, he was 49 and 0. Right. So, to say the greatest of all time, if you're gonna just go with record wise, of course he's undefeated. But people would say uh, Julio Cesar Chavez was 100, 112 and one or something. So you can't really go with road records. It's hard to really say he's the goat because of so many errors. Everyone's still gonna go with Muhammad Ali as the greatest. Um, Talk about his fighting, though. His style of fighting? Yeah. I want to hear something about his fight. It's defensive. You know, he's a counterpuncher, so you're not going to get a lot of exciting fights. He's going to outbox you. He's not going for the knockout all the time. 
So from a standpoint of that, you know, people paying all this money for the pay-per-view, and it's like we're just going to watch 12 rounds of defensive it's a waste of money, bro. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't care how you cut it. You oh, buy a Floyd Mayweather fight, it's a waste of money. But it's, it's defensive excellence. You, you right. can't watch a, a boxer box. You know, you're not watching an MMA fight. You're watching a guy outbox you. So, I mean, of course. But you yeah. like that as a viewer? Me as Because I know as, guys as, that as like a, the technician a, aspect right. of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As a boxing aficionado, I, I like it. Okay. But, but the general fan, you know, the who's who out there, every Tom, J, Dick, and Harry, they're not going to care about that. They want to see knockouts. They want to see... You know, they just I want to see you. I want to see some brawling. It don't even right, have to right. be a knockout. That's Give fine. me four you rounds that. that you brawling. You don't see that. I don't want to see the whole fight. You you see sparring. grabbing and you yeah. hitting and you That's grabbing. That's why a lot of people won't put him as the goat. You know, they're not going to put him that. It's hard to really say that. So I'm not. I'm, I guess at the end of the day, I have to go with no, because he didn't have the flair of, you know, any opponent. I'm, I'm gonna you know take him out. He didn't have the Mike Tyson like yo. This is we, you about to see somebody kill an instinct type. Right, right. He's just going. But technician, like you said, technician-wise, he's the greatest boxer of all time. Okay. Well. Uh, you know me. I'm not a big boxing uh, aficionado. <coughs> that's the word. But it's hard for me to say best ever for, for a boxer when they're, you know, 130 pounds. I mean, you, you got to fight every, you know, if he's beating 210-pound guys, the weight class stuff, it does skew it in my mind. Again, maybe that's because I'm such a novice when it comes yeah. to boxing. Let me rephrase. At his weight class. So you don't have to mix that up, the 200 oh, pounds okay. or whatever. Uh, again, I don't know. I don't even, couldn't even name but three or four other guys in his weight class. But from what I've seen, yeah, I would say he's the best in his weight class of all time just based on, uh, you know, he hasn't lost. He hasn't lost, and he's taken on pretty much, well, he did kind of duck Pacquiao. There. That much I know in his prime. Uh, so when he did fight him, he was kind of, you know, what, past his prime by a year or two, yeah. two years. But otherwise, uh, you know, he's taken on all challenges and, and – you know, no matter how, I mean, he's winning ugly, but winning is winning. You know, he's by the rules, so he has done it. So I'd say in his weight class, yeah. Oh, you say yeah? I'm going to go with no. Um, as I got older and I started to, like, really look into his career, I have learned. I had older guys tell me that, Al, you're just looking at brawling. Boxing's not about brawling. See, I'm spoiled because I'm from the Sugar Ray Leonard Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran, Tommy Hitman, Hearns era, where these guys, who and when, that's what it was all about with these guys. So when I see Floyd, I'm not going to say ducking, but not taking on these fights when guys really wanted to get at him and prolonging these fights, kind of like letting these guys wear down before he fights them. To me, that, that, didn't, that, didn't, that didn't rock me. I, I wasn't feeling that. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't feeling that. Now, as far as him preparing, gym rat, business model, like the guy is the best in everything I just mentioned. Defensively, technician, greatest. But when you say overall, I can't put him overall. I would put Ali in front of him because Ali for whoever, whenever, yes, he has some losses, but to and, – and, and, I'm going to twist it up a little bit. I can understand why he didn't go out like Ali. Because one thing about Floyd Mayweather that a lot of people don't, don't really pay mind to, his way of fighting is that he can live his life after boxing. Where he doesn't have all these head traumas and et cetera. So when, I, when, when somebody told me about that, now I got a different perspective. Because you think about it. I mean, Hitman Hearns, I seen him the other day. He was waving like this, looking all slow. 
And all that is from the blows to the head. So I don't mean to contradict myself. I'm still not a fan of his, but I understand the route he's taken and the route he's been taken. But he can't be number one to me. I don't care what, why he did it. I got to go Muhammad Ali, man. And that's, what, that's, that's my decision, man. And, uh, okay, another news. We're going to go back to the NBA, man. I seen something yesterday. I seen the Houston Rockets beat Dub Nation without their best player. But that's not what really impressed me. What really impressed me was that the acquisition of Kenneth Faree, a.k.a. the Manimal, he can play such a big role on his team, man. All he got to do is what he should do, rebound, block some shots, give him some minutes. I think him fitting in right there with Capella, with Paul being healthy, and I don't know if you guys know, they 3-0 against Dub Nation this year. Now, I know in the playoffs that don't mean nothing, but considering last year, like you said, no, they had him on the ropes. Seven games. Now you beat them 3-0 this year. You can't tell me that's not motivation going into the playoffs playing Golden State Warriors. So now I'm going to swing it back to you. I want your take on the Rockets if they can actually get out the West. I've been saying that they can. They were a half away last year. Right. They won without Harden yesterday. Chris Paul's got revenge on his mind because of what happened last year. He knows. You can see if you watched that game yesterday, he was in a, in a just even a surgical mood of just, hey, I'm going to tear him apart with mid-range, with the three-point shot, with the driving addition, and it was working. He's got the game with him and Harden out there. They have enough. If, if they got the outside shooters hidden, it's not like Trevor Ariza last year went 0 for 13 in the game seven. Right. If you got Gerald Green hitting, you got P.J. Tucker hitting. Tucker hit a couple yesterday, big shots. These guys are hitting their shots. It's, they got the style of play to outscore Golden State. Cause I think Cousins' acquisition is huge. Oh, it is. It's, because we had him on the road because no, there was nobody to stop Capella. Right. And Javari McGee wasn't the answer last year. Right. Cousins will be the answer. But I see that going seven, though, if they play each other. Like you said, I like the acquisition of Kenneth Fareed, too. Yes. He's got the style. He hustles down low. Would you agree he's a shell of himself? He's not the same as he was in Denver when he came out. Right. He's he's getting older, but he could still get to that. He's still young enough to where he can develop into his prime and and have that type. And you don't have to be the man over here. He can just be a guy off the side and just do his thing and play his role. And it'll work out. I, I mean... They, they got the roster. Can Austin Can be a factor? Uh, Rivers? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he makes me laugh that too. It's hard watching him play because you know what he's brought to the table, not even from Duke when he was in New Orleans and the, right. and the Clippers. But I want to see him succeed because everybody hates him so much. Right, right. And he can do that because <laughs> because he's the number five guy. No one's even thinking about it. He's going he's gonna to be the one to kill you. And then, boom, he could be that he guy He can hit a big three, though. That's what I'm saying. He could be the guy wide open. Yeah, he can hit a big three. So I he ain't scared happen. to pull up, either. Not at all. Not at all. Money line. I just don't have any faith uh, in... Uh, <laughs> Antoni? The Antoni. His playoff <laughs> failures have been uh, a long list of playoff failures. Harden, too. Long list. I'll never, I'll never have out of my mind the, the Spurs game six... Uh, uh, Houston at San uh, no San Antonio Houston Game Six uh, Conference uh, Semifinals when uh, Kawhi Leonard was out and Harden what did he score like six points played the whole right? game 70, they scored oh my god they said he was hanging out right. before that game though 
you know, whatever he did there, I, I'll just to me, it, it's it's a uh, something I'd have to see to believe right. where, to get over that hump. So, and Chris Paul's had playoff failures too. Whether it's either being hurt, which he probably will get hurt this year, no doubt, he always does, or just not getting it done in the playoffs from his days in New Orleans to. Houston to the Clippers, even the Clippers, they blew the series to the Rockets that time. Right? That was another time. So well, I think he got you know, a chip on his shoulder though right now, man. I just don't think they're number one. I, I don't chip, think man. that Mike D'Antoni's capable of making the necessary adjustments in a series here uh, to to beat this team. I think Golden State's better than last year. Now when Cousins will be fully integrated uh, with this uh, roster, and I think Houston uh, is about the same as last year. I know Carmelo's gone, but they replaced him with. Uh, on the roster, I guess you'd say Fareed, and uh, who was the other guy that picked up? Um, who the other acquisition did they get? Uh, uh, season to kind of take uh, that. I mean, they got Austin. Austin's kind of new, yeah, and then uh, Fareed. Right. I just it, there's nothing that really inspires me with Houston. The two inconsistent. Yeah, they match up well with Golden State. Yvonne Shumpert, if yeah. he came up to Shumpert. Oh, Shumpert. Yeah. Shumpert yeah. in a house. Okay. okay. I don't put much stock in the regular season how they do. I've seen that many times where a team does well, and then the playoffs is different. I think they blew their chance last year, Houston. They had a golden opportunity, big lead in games, both games. They blew huge. Though psychologically, they'll never get over that. The huge lead in game six where they up 20 points. Game seven, huge lead at halftime, blew that. If they couldn't do it there, they'll never do it, in my opinion. And D'Antoni will never win a title, not as a head coach. Okay. Um, I think the acquisition of Faree, I think the chip on his shoulder, knowing they had them on the ropes, I think they're going to give Dub Nation everything they can handle. But you might be right. They might come up short because of Dan Antoni late, you know, and games, you know, making them late, you know, substitutions and et cetera. He's not really great, especially on defensive substitutions late in the game. So I'm going to agree with you. They don't get by Dub Nation and they don't win anything. So we're going to go to break, y'all. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. We got more bills to pay. Thank you, all. We'll be right back. What's up, y'all? We right back. The Al York Sports Show. My right, the money line guy. My left, Noah Parker. We here giving y'all, like I said, nothing but the raw truth, man. That's all we can do, man. And uh, we're going to jump into trivia, guys. This is kind of like my favorite part of the show. The reason being is because I get to give the trivias. That's why. We're going to start with the money line guy. We're going to go to the NFL. Let me hide my car because I know you got great vision. Which NFL team is publicly owned in the NFL? It's one team. Green Bay? There you go. The Packers. You got that. We're going to Noah Parker. The record for the longest field goal in NFL history was set in 2013. It was a 64-yarder. I basically gave you the answer, but go ahead. Matt Prater. There you go. I should not say 2013 no, because I, I knew, uh, I already knew they it. had Jack Dempsey, too. They had a 63. That 63, though. Yeah, and yeah. Tom Dempsey. Yeah. Tom Dempsey. And then uh, Jack Dempsey's by And then it was yeah. tied, actually, by Jason Eli. I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Then, and then Janikowski tied it also at a game right. I was at in Oakland, 63. And then 64 was Prater, but I think it was in the altitude also. It shouldn't count there. Right. Janikowski should count more because right. it's, so I'll take the W there. with the, the <laughs> Your first one, by the way. So let's celebrate it, man. Okay, I'm going back to the money line, guy. We're going MLB. Name me the only pitcher to lose three games in World Series play. Only pitcher to lose three games in World Series play? 
George Frazier? Yes, George Frazier of the Yankees. Nice. You might have got that in the Too Strong show. Because I was thinking, I think I set that question on the two. But I'm going to give you credit anyway. George Frazier of the Yankees is a relief pitcher. He lost game three, four, and six in 1981. Okay, back to you, buddy. Whose nickname was Run DMC in the NFL? McFadden. There you go. Darren McFadden. Damn, you guys are on fire today, man. I'm sure you knew that one too, though. That was easy. I was going to say Mitch Richmond. Oh, Chris in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the real one. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, last but not least, before we close out the show, uh, whose nickname was the Clipboard Jesus in the NFL? Say again? Clipboard Jesus. Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst, baby. There we go. You're on fire today, man. You made up for that 0 for 4, so now your percentage is up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I I give you that because that clip on Jesus was all. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're on every Sunday, 11 or noon, each and every week. Make sure you guys tune in. We're going to give y'all nothing but the raw truth. Salute to CWN Sports. Thank you, Moneyline Guy, for coming through. Noah Parker for coming through, and we'll be right back next week. Come and check us, the Al York Sports Show.